cast your mind back two years. It was right around February the 14th, 2022, when Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, with the approval of his cabinet, invoked the Emergencies Act. And all of this was in response to the Freedom Convoy protests, which were happening at that time. And now here we are two years later where a decision from the Supreme Court said that act actually was unconstitutional, that it violated the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Now, obviously, there is a lot here going on. So we wanted to kind of dive into this. Joining us now is Eva Krajewska, who's a civil litigator who actually represented the Canadian Civil Liberties Association in this case. Eva, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, nice to speak to you. So tell me, how did this case come before the Supreme Court? What was the process? Okay, so one small correction, it came before the federal court. So um, the process was that uh, any decision of cabinet, any decision of the government can be reviewed. So the CCLA brought an application to review the government's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act and whether the invocation of the Emergencies Act was legal and whether the measures that the government took pursuant to the Emergencies Act, were compliant with the Charter, whether they were constitutional. So it came, you know, it came before the court, like many cases do, just a challenge to government action. Okay, and so what did the court decide? So the court decided that the government did not comply with the requirements set out in the Emergencies Act to invoke the Emergencies Act and declare a public order emergency. Now, there were two requirements. The first was that the emergency had to be a national emergency. This means that the existing laws of Canada could not deal with the situation. And the second criterion was that it had to be an emergency that threatened the security of Canada. And the court found that it didn't. So it found that the government could rely on its regular laws, like the criminal code, municipal regulations, existing provincial emergencies acts, which we saw in operation during COVID to deal with the emergency. And it said that there was no threat to the security of Canada because the threats the government was re- were responding to were mostly economic threats of the blockades of borders. And economic threats don't meet that threshold. They have to be threats of serious violence and bodily harm. Okay, so as you pointed out, this is the federal court. So what are the next steps here? Is this the end of the road? It's not the end of the road. Yesterday, the government during a press conference said that they would be appealing this decision. So this is next going to go to the federal court of appeal. And then depending on what the federal court of appeal says, it may end up at the Supreme Court of Canada. Right. So this almost sounds like the beginning of this journey, Eva. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two years in. Uh Yes, you know, cases move through the courts a lot slower than they do in real life. And so it is kind of the beginning of the journey. But uh, someone referred to this as a bit of a zombie because everyone thought that this was done and over. And court decisions have a way of making things come back on the front page. That's very true. You're so right about that one. Okay, so what are the issues that you feel will this will continue to be debated and discussed that that as it makes its way through the legal system? What do you think still has to be settled here? Well, I think I think what the, what this judgment does is it gives a really good blueprint to future governments as to when they can invoke the Emergencies Act. It also says, you know, maybe the Emergencies Act needs reform. If the government really thinks that it needs to be able to invoke 
the Emergencies Act in response to an economic crisis, then it needs to change the legislation. It needs to amend the legislation. So there needs to be a process for that. Um, so there's, I think there's still going to be a lot of thought given to this. And I think for people who care about civil liberties, this is a really good judgment because it tells the government, look, the threshold here for invoking this act is really high. It's a measure of last resort. You can't do it just for expediency or convenience. And I think that's a good thing for our democracy and a good thing for the rule of law. Right. And I guess people need to read this carefully, don't they, Evan? Because it's really about the Emergencies Act here because there were other aspects of this decision, for instance, where the court found there was no breach of the right to peaceful assembly. That's true. That's true. So we didn't win on all the charter breaches. The court found that the measures that were implemented that limited protest in Ottawa and across the country did not breach freedom of assembly and did not breach freedom of association. That's right. Okay. And there was also a rejection of claims of breaches of freedom of association, as you mentioned, and the right to life, liberty and security of the person. So I feel like people are kind of confusing what might be in this decision. It was a technical win in some areas, not so much in others. Yeah, I mean, we did win that the measures that where the banks froze people account, people's accounts, that those were unconstitutional, that they were unreasonable search and seizure. And we did win that there was a limit on people's freedom of expression. But we did not win on, on all the charter challenges. Okay, so does this change things now? Or do you think it will be a waiting game to see what happens in the next stage of the legal process? I think it'll be a bit of a waiting game. I think you you will not probably speak to me again for another year. <laughs> well, we don't know that. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> but, but will this lay out, do you think, will this bring about some changes for the government or do you expect the government to continue to fight this? I think the government will continue to fight this in the courts. They sincerely believe that they did the right thing in invoking the Emergencies Act and they, I think they want to feel vindicated in that decision legally. Uh, but I think the government, I think it also behooves the government to look at this piece of legislation and have an opportunity to, in Parliament and with, with the public to debate how do we use this legislation and does it still meet our needs? Is it legislation from 1985? And maybe it requires reform and making it more contemporaneous to the threats that we face today as a society. And why did you feel it was so important? Why did the Canadian Civil Liberties Association feel it was so important to take this to court? It was so important because this is the first time this act has ever been relied upon. Uh, it was passed in 1985, and we, the federal government did not rely upon it during COVID, during the public health crisis. It was the first time this act was relied upon. It was important for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association to say that the threshold to invoke this act and suspend people's liberties has to be a high one. It's very important for democracy and the rule of law. So. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association was, was out there to do that. And there's a really nice, I can, I'll call it a shout out. That's not the formal term from the uh, federal court, basically thanking the CCLA for bringing this matter forward and recognizing the efforts of the CCLA as public interest groups to bring these kinds of important matters before the courts. Because, you know, this happened, as you said, two years ago. Most people, it's a long distant memory, but the legal repercussions for the future are really important. And it's not over yet. Eva, thank you so much for your time. 
Really a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. That's Eva Krajewska, who is a civil litigator representing the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Uh, they helped bring this court challenge. This was before the Federal Court of Canada. So it's not over yet, as as she mentioned there, that there will this will likely be appealed. It could find itself before the Supreme Court of Canada. But here's where I think people are getting this mixed up, which is why it was so important to talk about it, is that this is just one step in the legal process, the kind of first big step in the legal process. But while the court said that, yes, there was improper uh, invoking of the Emergencies Act, there were other things that it it said did not happen. For instance, there was no breach of the right to peaceful assembly. The court did not find a breach of the charter right to peaceful assembly, asserting that gatherings employing physical force to compel agreement with their objectives are not constitutionally protected. That's important. That was also important. There was also rejection of breaches of other charter rights, such as uh, the claims of breaches of freedom of association. The court said that did not happen. The right to life, liberty, and security of their person was not breached either. So those were important objectives that I think the protesters were thinking the court would side with them on that. They did not. It's actually more along the technical use of the Emergencies Act, which is why we can say there is so much more to come on this story, right?